0: is tansy and i'd like to welcome you to liberty christian church international where our church motto states where the spirit of the lord is there's liberty if there's anything that we can do to create a better worship experience for you reach out to us at www.lccimd.org we'd love to hear from you and again welcome <laughs>
1: It wasn't all today, it wasn't all today, once and all. it wasn't all. There were words that cried out in the silence, searching for a heart that was. situation you face, he will be just that to you. A way maker. He makes ways out of no way. And God, we bless your name.
2: next to you if you can go ahead and grab hold of the person next to you real quick this is an awesome day this is the day that the lord has made we shall rejoice and be glad in it this is a day that we've never seen before this is a new day and with new days comes new mercy With new days comes grace, comes favor, comes joy, comes blessing, comes opportunity. There comes vision. There comes a chance to simply say, God, whatever you have for me on today, I receive it completely in my life. So as we begin service, as we begin worship, as we begin to realize just who God is in our life, I I challenge you because not only that, but it's Father's Day 2020. Father's Day, a time where we honor the dads in our lives, honor the uncles, the grandfathers, the brothers. It's Father's Day. And I know the job of a father is sometimes overlooked, but this day is a day that we simply Get to honor. Simply get to just say thank you. Thank you for your selfless acts. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for raising us. Thank you for building us up. Thank you for being all that you could be in our lives. And nobody's perfect and nobody's without blemish. But God, we thank you for the fathers right now that have stepped up and taken the mantle of what you call a father to be a provider, a protector. One that you can come to and cry on late at night. One you can come to and tell all your secrets. For a daughter, a father is her first love. For a son, the the father is the image of what they desire and hope to be. So God, we just thank you for the fathers. We thank you for The opportunity to just simply say we love you. And even for those who have lost their fathers, the memory of the father, the memory of who he was in your life still reigns true. When he picked you up and he carried you and he covered your wounds, when you fell and hurt yourself, when he was there for you, when he prayed over you, when he cried for you, when he did all that he could do, it's just a time to say thank you. So right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you with hearts and with minds and with spirits and with a understanding and a love and an adoration for fathers. Yeah, we know that mothers are amazing, but there's a father right now who has been above and beyond and he's done things that, that he never thought he could do himself. He stepped up to the plate and he became the godly father that you needed. So God, we just thank you for that opportunity. And God, even beyond that, we thank you that you have given us this brand new day, this day that is like none other, this day that we've never seen before in our life. And God, we ask you right now on this day to to forgive us of our sins, sins of admission and sins of omission. Sins against your will, sins against your purpose, and sins against your plan. We ask you right now to cast those cares into the sea of forgiveness, never to be remembered again. And God, we give you all the glory, we give you all the honor, we give you all the adoration. Now God, not just that, but we thank you God for you being the ultimate father. The one who gave his son to die for us the one who created us in his image and in his likeness the one who declared that you knew every hair on our head the one that declared that I knew you before you were even formed in your mother's womb the one who declared I consecrated you I ordained you a prophet to the nations the one who has given visions the one who has given dreams the one who has been Jehovah Jireh our provider we thank you God for just who you've been and just who you are. And in the midst of all of that, God, we simply say thank you. Now, God, hide us behind your cross. In the, Lord, in the strength of his might, put on the full armor of God. It is in Jesus' name, name we pray. Amen. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against powers, against the world, forces of this darkness against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places.
0: Therefore, take up the full armor of God, so that you will be able to resist in the evil day. And having done everything to stand firm, stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all, Be on alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints and pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that in proclaiming it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak.
2: Amen, amen, amen. So this morning I am ready to jump into this brand new series on this Father's Day. The video started just a little bit too soon, and I wanted you to hear that scripture in its entirety, but I'm so excited about this new series that we're jumping into. We were supposed to have been finishing the Holy Spirit series, but this week God has really dealt with me about preparing us and getting us into a mindset of being on the battlefront. Somebody say battlefront battlefront this this opportunity and and this time to know that as a kingdom citizen as a Christian as as a follower of Jesus Christ there is a mandate and a mantle that God has called us into he called us into his marvelous light but there is also an assignment that he has for you he has for me and this morning I really want to deal with this thought and this premonition of being uh, uh, the battle plan, and of... A father, the battle plan of a father, the battle plan of a father. And, and, and being in and understanding the battle plan of a father, there are some things, there are some mandates, there's some mindsets that we must look into and must realize about just who we should be. Our scripture this morning and our foundational scripture for this series is going to come from Ephesians, the sixth chapter, the 10th verse through the 20. Verse and it's a very familiar scripture uh, that, that that we all have known. It said, and and when we're dealing with this scripture and understanding this scripture, I want you to understand and develop your battle plan and and even more battling, developing a battle plan as a father. Because as a father, there's an assignment on our lives that that we're the protectors, we're the we're the ones that stand in the forefront, that take all the bullets for our children, that take all the brutal is for our children but also, we develop a strategy and a plan for our children's development. Now, I know there are fathers all around listening. There are mothers that are listening that are saying, what about us? What what, what place do we play? But, but there's a place for you to play, and we're going to get into that. But right now, I want to deal with fathers and, and the responsibilities of a father dealing with the battlefront, dealing with who God has called you to, dealing with how God has called us to instruct Ourselves instruct ourselves to be just what we're supposed to be, to be just what God has called us to be, and so now we must understand and realize just where we're standing at and what we're doing. And I want to read that scripture again, Ephesians the sixth chapter, looking at the tenth through the twentieth uh, verse. And so now that you can see it and understand it one more time, I know it was read and it was read so beautiful by our staff here at the church but right now on your screen you see it once again and it says finally uh, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil and then it goes on to say uh, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Somebody say whole armor of God. That you may be able to withstand in the evil days and having done all to stand firm having done all to stand firm stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness and the shoes for your feet having put on the readiness and given by the gospel of peace in all circumstances somebody say all circumstances, all circumstances. take up the shield of faith which with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the word of the spirit and the sword of the spirit excuse me which is the word of God praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end and keep alert with all perseverance making supplication for all the saints and also for me that the word may be given to me in opening my mouth To proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in change that I may declare it boldly and speak as I ought. The word of the Lord is already blessed. The word of the Lord is already blessed. But this morning, I also want us to look at another scripture real quick. And that's Romans, the 13th chapter, looking at the 12th verse. And it says this reading from the New American Standard Bible. The night is almost gone and the day is near. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on what? The armor of light the armor of light, the armor of light. So once again this morning, I want us to deal with this subject, the battlefront and the plan for battle. The battlefront, the plan for battle. We we are dealing with the time in a system, in a, in a situation in, in the world right now where we are being reactive over the tactics that the enemy has thrown at us. But to, under, but to understand that when you're in a war, you have to have a strategy. Somebody say strategy. You have to have a plan of action to to, uh, counter what the enemy is throwing at you. We're going to identify some things today, and I'm going to try to teach this thing. I know I constantly say that, but I'm really going to try to teach this thing this morning so that you can walk away from today on this Father's Day in 2020 saying that I'm better prepared for my fight ahead. I'm better prepared to be who God called me to be. I'm better prepared to be a father. I'm better prepared to be a mother. I'm better prepared to be a child that's dealing with the issues that I'm facing right now in this mundane world, in this place where there's so much turmoil going on, this place where there's so much tragedy being shown, this place where it does not seem like the uh, like like it's getting any better, but matter of fact, it seems like it's getting worse. So now I got to have a battle plan. I got to have a plan of action. I cannot sit here and just allow things to happen in my life. And the problem with most of us is that we think that the battle plan is a physical manifestation. But no, it's not physical what we're dealing with. It's not even physical with who we're fighting against. That's just an outward manifestation of a spiritual battle. Of a spiritual enemy that's hiding behind the systemic face of race that's hiding behind the systemic face of police brutality that's hiding behind the systemic face of us living a poverty mi- a poverty mindset this enemy is doing things behind the scenes that's causing an outward manifestation and we're in a place where we have to assume a spiritual authority over that enemy Assume spiritual authority over what his tactics are. Assume spiritual authority over what his devices are. And one of his devices, if I'm dealing with fathers today, is the mindset that your kids can only survive without you there are too many dads out here right now who make children and who have children but they're not there and they they think that it's it, 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 the mother can take care of them without the help but the enemy has found a way to be decisive or divisive in the tactics of in his plans he's, he's learned how to separate and conquer he's learned how to pull this one over here and say you can't be in your child's life because it's not a perfect situation so why even bother you can't be in your child's life because there's some adversity going on so why even bother the, you can't be in your child's life because you made plenty of mistakes you've done things the wrong way you haven't always been a good person so now you have take, taken a step back and said God is better for you to raise him than me instead of stepping up to the plate and saying God direct and lead my path somebody not understanding that we're dealing with a spiritual uh, a, a spiritual entity that's causing an out Work manifestation. I'm, I'm, I'm going to deal with this thing this morning. I'm really wanting you to understand that we have to get to the place of putting on the full armor of God. Somebody say full armor of God. Full armor. The full armor of God. What, what, what does it have to do with this morning? Because the first thing we have to do as we put on our equipment is to do what? Define who our enemy is. We have to define who the enemy of our soul is, the enemy of our mind is. And in this beginning part of this text, in this scripture, in this content, we see that the that, that that the Apostle Paul, who who wrote this to the church at Ephesus, he he was talking to them about their warfare, about their battle. Yes, it was wonderful you came into the house of God. Yes, it was wonderful that you gave your life to Jesus Christ. But there comes a mandate. There comes an assignment. With being a child of God and you cannot live the same way that you used to so he was talking to the church at Ephesus and he was helping them to identify and define the enemy how what was the enemy's doing what was the enemy doing who was this enemy this enemy what does he look like well the first thing I want you to see this morning if you're looking on your screens right now that the enemy is darkness Darkness that 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 entity. I'm not talking about black darkness, I'm just talking about a dark spirit that hovers over a dark spirit that causes change a dark spirit that comes about and has you uh, in a place where things sit, uh, situate and divide because of this thing there is a dark spirit that is taking place right now darkness the, the bible says in Romans uh, 12 uh, Romans 6 and 10 that we uh, wrestle not against flesh and blood but against powers against principalities against evil forces in wickedly High places. So he's identifying what darkness should look like in the lives of that. That when we're seeing these things, when we're battling and going against these texts and going against these entities and these spirits, we gotta understand that they are that their makeup is dark, even though they may come as light. Why? Because Scripture said even Satan can transform himself into what an angel of light. So just because he looks good, just because she looks good, just because they sound good, does not mean they are good. They can still be uh, uh, they can still be ran and they can still be uh, controlled by a spirit of darkness. Just because they always smile on your face doesn't mean they're not praying against you behind your back. There can be a dark spirit on the inside of them. So, fathers, you have to understand these are the things that you're defining so that your kids do not battle against these things in their life, that your kids do not struggle with them because they need to know what to look out for in their own life. So now we see that they're darkness, but now also the enemy is defined as the deceiver. What the scripture tell us that he is the deceiver of the brethren? He, 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 takes his, he takes his time deceiving. The Bible says that he is what? The author of lies. That he's the founder of lies. He's a deceiver. So, so every lie that's told, told comes from the enemy. There's no such thing as a little white lie. There's no such thing as just this small lie. There's no such thing as a big lie. All lies come from the deceiver, from the father of lies so now we understand that he's darkness and he's that entity he, he brings upon the terror on the land he brings upon the deceiving tones that, that a lot of people use but not only that do we see this that he's the destroyer we know that scripture teaches us what that the enemy roams around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may what devour what is that word devour synonymous with a destroyer he seeks whom he may devour that means he's seeking to destroy he's here to kill steal and destroy your hope your peace your joy your love your comfort your kindness he's here as the destroyer of your soul and what is his biggest tactic that he tries to destroy your relationship with God why because if he can get you to believe that there is no God he takes away your hope he takes away your joy he takes away your peace. He tells you, what am I here for? Why should I be strong? Why should I go through this? Why do I, just, why do I have to live like this if there is no God? He becomes the destroyer of your family. Your family just because a father's not in the home does not mean he's absent from his kids but he will take that moment to tell somebody that you don't because you failed with something that you're not qualified that you're not qualified to be that to someone else but how many people know that you can be a father the best father or the best mother or the best child even when you're not there with them every day because you take a Active approach in their life. You take the time out to care for them. You take the time out to love them. You take the time out to hold them. You take the time out to be there when they cry, when they when they're fearful at night. You take the time out to be there for your children. God, it, it, God is everywhere, all at one time. And if we have a God that serves like that, that that even when you call on Him in the late and midnight hour, that He's there for you. That that's the same way that a father should be in his kids lives that's the same way a father should be when his kids call him he should be able to run I, I my phone is never off for my kids but when my kids need me they know they can call who they can call daddy and no matter what he'll stop what he's doing and come to them that that's the responsibility of a father that's the battle plan of a father to always be there when his kids need him I don't care how old my kids get I don't care how, how far way they may move in their life but when they call daddy <laughs> when they call on their father who do you expect to come running they they expect their dad to come be there to pick them up when they hurt themselves that's the battle plan of a father because the enemy will tell us what as we define who the enemy is he's darkness he's the deceiver He's the destroyer. He also tries to destroy the aspect of love. Why? Because God is love. God, that is not just a quality of God, but God is love. Somebody declared God is love. And because God is love... That means he's standing right there with what arms open wide that doesn't mean he does not correct you when you're wrong that does not mean he does not correct you when you're doing the wrong thing there is hard love but but the agape love the 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 love that just opens his arms up and says no matter what you've done you can always come home no matter what's happening in your life you can always come back to me no matter what you what you go through in life I'm always gonna be here for you I'm always going to be here to protect you. I'm always going to be here for you until my last breath. So we see as we define the enemy, the, the, the face of a father, the plan of a father has to let his children know what darkness is, what the deceiver is, and what the destroyer is. And not only that, because when we look at Ephesians 6 and 12, it says this, what? Before our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. So if we define our enemy, the next thing that we have to do is define the battlefield. What is the battlefield that the enemy has tried to use in our life? What is this battlefield that the enemy tries to continue to propagate for us? Well, the battlefield is not just outside your house. Outside of your house is one thing. Outside of your house, you can simply turn around and shut your door and lock yourself in. But where is this battlefield that the enemy likes to spo- expose himself and try to expose you? Let's look at this. This, this first thing is spiritually. There's a spiritual battlefield that we struggle with why because like I said before if he can get you to stop believing in God if he can get you to turn away from God turn away from the saving blood of Jesus if he can get you to stop reading your word if he can get you to stop praying if he can get you to stop being a sold out person for Christ if he can get you to stop realizing that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world if he can get you to stop believing in these things that means the battlefield advances for him but when you stand on the word of God when you can say and quote out your mouth I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread when you can say out your mouth no weapon formed against me shall prosper and every tongue that rises up against me in judgment God has given me the power to prove it to be false when you can open up your mouth and say greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world when you can open your mouth and declare uh, uh, Psalms 91 he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty he, when I, I say of my Lord he is my strength and my refuge in him shall I trust when you can open up your mouth and begin to say that he is my rock he is my salvation when you open up your mouth and begin to declare that when the enemy comes in like a flood that the Spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against it I, I, I'm trying to tell you that the spiritual battle is your biggest playing field out here but you have to be powered up you have to be armored up with the word of god with the with the full armor of god so that you can do what stand that you can stand so what does this have to do with fathers because fathers are supposed to be the spiritual head of the home in the hierarchy of what God has established is God then the father then the mother then the kids and when you understand that the father is supposed to be the priest of his home that means he has to have some backbone in him that's spiritually connected that's why the enemy has tried to take fathers and make them absent in their kids life because God the enemy knows what what, what most of us don't realize that if the father is in if the father is teaching properly if the father is teaching his kids how to pray if the father is a praying dad if the father is a man of god if the father operates according to what the will of god then it it lessens the blow when the enemy comes back because the bible says what uh I, I, i once was young and now i'm old and i've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread the bible says that to train up a child In the way that he should go So that when he or she gets old They will not depart far from it Yes they may stray a little bit They may walk off like the prodigal son But because the father Has instilled in them A spiritual understanding A spiritual background They have something to rely on What did the prodigal son say While he was in the pig pen Eating pig slop He said it is better to work for my father As one of his servants Than to be out here and that's the plan of the enemy for you to think that it's better to be over here than to be a kingdom citizen somebody declare I'm a kingdom citizen I'm a kingdom citizen, I'm a kingdom citizen. I'm a kingdom citizen. so not only is the battlefield spiritual but the battlefield is mental somebody say mental, mental. we hear and deal with a lot of times dealing with mental issues and And mental uh, 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 people who are depressed. People who are going through mental uh, sickness, people who are dealing with mental things in their life, and because they're dealing with uh, uh, they're dealing with certain things in their life that they're not re- they're not understanding uh, the plan of the enemy. Yes, mental sickness is real. Yes, depression is real. Yes, uh, um, uh, that the, the the schizophrenia is real. But when you have a God that you serve, yes, you may need to talk to a counselor. Yes. You, God created the counselor I'm, I'm sorry that I need to help somebody understand that it is not against the will of God for you to seek counseling for your mental illness don't walk around simply saying oh God that's not of God no God created the, 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 the entity the, 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 the description he created someone who can help you deal with mental issues Yes, you can pray. Yes, we stand by faith that things can be healed. Yes, but healing includes talking to somebody about it. Yes, we talk to Jesus. Yes, we talk. We uh, we pray to the Father in the name of the Son. We talk and we have this communication but there are some things that we gotta deal with because there's a battlefield where the enemy will step all over our mind. How many people have ever been to that place in their mind where they say, I just about lost my mind. The- that Joker made me lose my mind. That Joker almost took me out. That Joker almost changed the way that my life was about to be. Because if you had not known that it was not, but if it had not been for God who brought me back in, who draw me back, who kept me safe, who kept me in my right mind, you don't know where I would be. Yeah, there is a battlefield that's mental that the enemy said, I'm gonna dance all over it. But God said, if you call on the name of the Lord you shall be saved. If you stand up and declare not in my house, not on my battlefield because I'm advancing, because I'm spiritually mature enough. And if you're not, I'm telling you today is the day to get to that place. And it's not just women who deal with mental issues. There are a lot of men who deal with mental issues because it becomes, uh, uh, it takes the place of things that happened in their childhoods. See, one of the biggest things that I'm always talking to people about is this, that yes, it's great to be a great provider. But a lot of the things that our young men go through is because they never had a father who was emotional. They never had a father who who knew how to show them that it was okay to cry. They never had a father who showed them that it was okay that you hurt. Let's deal with the hurt. Let's deal with the issues. So what the enemy has done in this battlefield of mental understanding, he's told them to suck it up. Suck it up. Don't show emotion because emotion is a sign of weakness. So now, when, when you get to this place of being hurt, when you get to this place of being uh, in a place of vulnerability, we define it, we, we come back, and we have anger. So now it's not just a spiritual or a mental thing. It's now an emotional thing. Somebody say emotion. emotion. Emotional battlefield. There's a battlefield of emotions. Emotions. Very, we have we have loving emotions, we have angry emotions, we have hurtful emotions, we have all these emotions. Emotions where you've just checked out, Uh, you just go, you've just given up hope. You 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 just there and you're blah. Anybody ever been in that place where you're blah, where you're like, I I really don't care about this. I'm. I'm really not going to deal with this. I'm I'm, I'm just in a place where I'm blah. So emotionally the enemy has attacked you. Something that God gave you. God gave you the ability to feel. But the emotion, but the enemy says what that 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 no, I'm putting you in a place where I don't want you to feel no more. Because if you feel, then you may just feel the power of God. If you feel, you may just see your salvation. You may see where your help comes from. If you just feel feel just a little bit. If you feel angry and the Bible says put on a spirit of, of praise for a spirit of heaviness. So so if I'm angry, I'm usually weighed down with something in my life. If I'm angry, it's because of something that has affected me from my past. If I'm angry, it's because I may not think that I'm where I'm supposed to be right now. If I'm angry, it may be because of these things. But when I have mentally and emotionally have checked out, I'm in a place where I can't even see who God is. I can't even feel the agape love of God I can't even feel his emotional attachment to me because there is a major thing when you feel emotions a mother emotion towards her son a father's emotion towards his daughter a a family's emotion when they come together you you see emotions as a major factor in the kingdom and in the body of Christ and even with us as men and women so we have to have our emotional uh, our emotional battlefield Leveled with the things of God. Somebody say emotional. Emotional. Emotional, But not only emotional. Then we see this battlefield take a physical turn. This battlefield is physical. And and I want to stop right here for a quick second because right now uh, everybody is dealing with this physical battle based upon the color of our skin. See, it's not about the emotional. There's not a such thing as an emotional racist. There's not a such thing as a mental racist. There, there's not even a such thing as a spiritual racist. But when it comes to your physical appearance, there is a thing called physical racism. Why? Because it's the color of our skin. It's because of who God called you to be. It's because who God created you to be in his image and in his likeness. And so now we're dealing with systemic playing fields in this battlefield from a, from a physical standpoint. And we're seeing it on, a, on display right now where we're seeing it across this country we're seeing it across this world where if they're lighter than us that somehow they felt like physically they were better if they're it, it, it depends and then we see how this plays out now so we react we react to to status quo we react to try to change status quo and because we're reacting we're not coming up with the battle plan We're just reacting. We're reacting out of anger. We're reacting from all those other three things that I just talked about. But now it's becoming a physical manifestation. Because we have not tapped into the power of God. So we react spiritually. We allow the enemy to advance on us spiritually. Because we're not built up strong enough mentally on the word of God. So now the enemy advance is on the mental. But then we allow the enemy to take over our emotions and then what does it produce? a physical manifestation Oh, somebody missed what I just said we've allowed the enemy so far to advance into our camp that now we have to take a stand physically and we're battling physically for our independence we're battling physically for our acceptance we're battling physically because all those other areas have been taken from us so now we're battling from a physical standpoint and even as a father you've gone through the spiritual abuse you've gone through the mental to abuse. You've gone through the emotional abuse. So now when you're standing and you're looking at your kids and you're trying to figure out how to direct your kids because you've been broken for so long Because you've been gone through so much stuff. Because they have devalued who you are as a young black man. They they have devalued, uh, devalued who you are as a father. Because they have devalued all these things, your fight now takes a physical toll and a physical standpoint because you don't know how to love your sons. You don't know how to love your daughters. You don't know how to love those around you because The emotional toil has taken so much away from you. It's taken an identity away from you. So now, what do we do? Because now we've defined who the enemy was, darkness, the deceiver, and the destroyer. Now we define the battlefield as both spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical. So now, what do we have to do? We got to defend ourselves. As a father, you gotta defend yourself, you gotta defend your kids, you gotta defend everything that God has called you into. And how do we defend? If we're looking at Ephesians 6 and 13, it's simply one thing to defend. We gotta do what? We gotta armor up. Armor up, armor up. Let's let's look at that scripture one more time. Uh, when we 're talking about ephesians let's let's let 's look at that scripture one more time because because I, I need you to get this ephesians six and thirteen says what it says this uh, thirteen verse says this therefore take up the what whole armor of god we can 't just take up bits and pieces and portions of it and say i 'll grab this and i 'll grab that and i 'll grab the other because we have to take up the whole thing and the in the battle plan of the father there there is an understanding there is a mindset there is a mandate of this that we must take up the whole armor of god and there's a battle plan that goes along with this what is this battle plan the first thing that a father needs to do and i need you all to write this down The first thing is preparation. What is a father preparing for? I told y'all I was going to teach this thing this morning. The preparation in this battle plan is getting a receipt of the mission. What is the mission that a father is here for? What is the battle plan of a father? To train up his children in the way they should go. So that when they get old, they will not depart far from it. What is, the, what is the battle plan in the preparation? You teach your children how to labor, how to toil the soil, how to have faith, how to act right, how, how to be a productive person, how, how to have morals, how to have an identity that's their own. You teach your children how to be developed. You teach your young ladies that they're virtuous. You teach your young men that, they're, that, that the women are not just an object. You teach your young men that it's okay to work. That they don't have to sit there and live off of somebody. You teach your young men that it's okay to open up doors for women. It's okay that you stand that you may have to stand while someone while a, and give your seat up to a lady on a bus or a train. It's okay to teach your young men that they have standards to live by, that chivalry is right. There's okay, there's okay it's okay to teach your young boys that they that they stand up and, and, and they allow themselves to be to take. the lesser role or not the lesser role in aspects of identity but take the role of understanding that you're stronger that you're that that God is giving you a mandate and a mantle on your life you teach your daughters once again that they're virtuous that that they don't have to accept a certain thing from a certain man that they don't have to be an object of attention that their body does not have to be revealed to be loved by a man you teach your daughters that, uh, that they don't have to give it up for a a, a dinner at uh, Red Lobster or they don't have to give it up for a dinner at McDonald's that they don't have that that should not be the standard that they live by you teach your daughters that they're treasures you prepare them for the battle ahead because the battle is where the thing is won man we know that this battle that I'm talking about has already been won by God but we're in the fight right now this war has already been won but we're facing the battle we're on the battlefield, so we prepare and get a receipt of the mission. What is a receipt of the mission? To give understanding of the adversary, the foe, and the enemy. Number two, number two, identity, identify and guidance. Identify and guidance. You have to do a mission analysis. See, I was in the military. And in the military, when you prepare for war, you prepare for a battle. You don't just grab your gun and run out to the battle. You don't grab your weapon and run out to the battle and try to kill anything in your path. You, that's not what you do. You have to identify the enemy. Somebody say, identify the enemy. identify the enemy. See, there's a mission analysis. There's a course of action development. You have to develop a strategy To be who God called you to be. You have to develop a strategy to fight against the enemy. For the word says what? For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So I have to identify the difference between flesh and blood and the spiritual manifestation. You have to identify who the person is. You can love the person and hate the spirit. So I have to go through an identifying process. That means I have to take on the the course of action and development and the course of action and analyze. I have to take on the course of action and give a comparison. I have to compare it to what the word of God says. My battle plan, my strategy. I have to compare it to what the, what, what, what the enemy says. And even in that, I, the guidance that I'm looking for, because to identify who the enemy is, I need what I've been talking about for the last month or so, the Holy Spirit. Somebody say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. See, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we, we know that Jesus said, I will send you one that will lead and what? And guide you. So now if I'm, if I'm identifying and I'm, and I'm using the guidance, I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to guide me to find my enemy, to fight against my enemy tactics. Why? Because the enemy comes in like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So the enemy has a plan out for you, young men. The enemy has a plan out for you, young women the enemy has a plan out for you fathers the enemy has a plan out for the household and the mothers the enemy has a plan to take you out of here but through the holy spirit we can identify who the enemy is right now it's not okay, okay so i'm about to hit somebody here real quick right now we're not dealing with the actual police officers that are abuse that are uh, doing police brutality <laughs> What are you saying, Pastor Thomas? No, we're not dealing, we're, we're not, out, the, the, the police officers are the outward manifestation of a systemic problem that starts at the head. Mm-mm-mm. The police officers have been brainwashed and embedded into them to look down at a black population because of what? The laws and the mandates that were already established. The, the, the principalities that are over that region. The, 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 heavenly, the dark heavenly forces that are controlling the mindset or established the rules so long ago. So we're not just after the police. The, the police that have caused these things to happen are the outward manifestation. But if I'm being led and guided by the Holy Spirit, I got to chase after the head. Mm-mm-mm. I got to chase after something that is above and not beneath. I got to go after the spiritual ramifications. I got to go after the spiritual enemy because behind every uh, systematic thing that happens, there's a spiritual enemy that sits there on the head. Mm -hmm. So I'm identifying, and the only way I can identify is if I know what the word of God says. If I know that he said, for we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. Somebody say powers. powers. See, there, there are powers. Somebody say principalities. Principal. Principalities. There are evil forces in wickedly high places so now I'm identifying my enemy I'm identifying what the the plan of action is and I'm using the Holy Spirit as my guide because he leads me to fight because he seen the enemy he knows the enemy intently he was there when the enemy was cast out of heaven he was there to watch him be cast down to the earth he was there when when the enemy looked upon himself and said I'm more glorious than God and I want to exalt myself above the name of God I want to have authority over God so the enemy has already been identified. Identified by the Holy Spirit. So why would I not tap into this Holy Spirit that already identifies what I'm battling against? See, too often do we battle against things that that we don't even know. We we, we take a we take a stab at it. When somebody's angry, we identify anger, but not knowing the root cause of hurt. Ah, The Bible says that when you cast out one demon, he comes back with what? Seven more deadly. So if you cast out hurt and hurt tries to come back, hurt is coming back with abuse. Hurt is coming back with uh, 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 addiction. Hurt is going to come back with anger. Hurt is going to come back with loneliness. Hurt is going to come back with seven spirits more deadly than hurt. So if I'm suffering from hurt and I don't give it over to God, I can expect it to come back in with something more deadly that's going to take me to a place that I'm not ready for. Hmm. So if I'm if I'm in this place and I'm battling against spirits and demons and I'm battling and I'm on spirit and I'm dealing with spiritual warfare, I need you to identify just what it is. Because I want you to see this scripture, because uh, my third point on, on this portion is that you have to define the goal. But I need you to see this scripture real quick. Isaiah 59 verses 16 through 18. This was Isaiah, the prophet. And he talked about this and he said, the Bible says this, and he saw that there was no man and was astonished that there was no one to intercede. Then his own arm brought salvation to him. Mm. This is a representation of Jesus Christ and his righteousness upheld him. And he said, but this, but talking about God, Mm-mm. He put on righteousness like what? A breastplate. That sound familiar? Did that sound familiar right there? I I need you to get this. And a helmet of salvation on his head. And he put on garments of vengeance for clothing. And wrapped himself with zeal as a mantle. I think I need somebody to hear that again. Because Ephesians 6 and 10 said we put on the full armor of God. What I need you to realize that the armor of God that we put on is not secondhand merchandise. The armor of God that we put on is the exact thing that God clothed himself with when he came out of heaven to fight against the enemy when he came down the Bible says what in verse number 17 he put on righteousness like a breastplate Ephesians 6 and 10 Ephesians 6 and 13 said what put on the breastplate of what righteousness he said and the helmet of salvation on his head and he said he put on garments of vengeance for clothing and wrapped himself in zeal what garments did he put on if you jump to Ephesians 6 and 13 he said he put on the sword of the spirit which is what the of God. He said he shot his feet with the gospel of what? Peace. That means we're taking a standpoint of vengefulness. I dare somebody declare. I got some things that I'm ready to take back. So it's time for me to armor up. It's time for me to put on my breastplate of righteousness. It's time for me to put on my helmet of salvation. Why? Because if Christ is at the head. Oh, somebody missed what I just said. And I'm not even talking about Ephesians. I'm talking about Isaiah. He said in the helmet of salvation. So when it already been identified to Isaiah whose salvation was going to come through because why Christ is the head of the what he's the head of the church so if I'm putting on my helmet of salvation I'm putting on Christ as my head I'm putting him above my whole life I'm putting him in that place where my live I move and I have my being in Jesus Christ I live I breathe everything about me comes through my head or my helmet of salvation so now I'm operating and then once I have my breastplate of righteousness on and my head uh, with the helmet of salvation then I shod my feet with the gospel of peace, I put my I gird my loins, I take the sword of the spirit which is the word of God so now I'm standing there and I'm ready to fight, the bible says and he wrapped himself with as with zeal as a mantle so I'm ready, I'm standing bold I'm ready to fight against what the enemy tactics are in my life and if I could tell any father right now you gotta stand up and put on your full armor right now too much stuff is happening in your household too much stuff is happening with your kids you you want your kids to come home it's not just that the woman prays it's not just that the wife prays it's not just the mother of your children that pray but you gotta pray because your words have power she doesn't have to she doesn't necessarily pray better than you but she will pray but you have to grab hold of faith instead of stop thinking what your hands can do sometimes you gotta get down on your knees and pray and say, God, I can't do it by myself. God, I can't do it no more. God, I can't stand here. It's not by my might, but it's by your power, saith the Lord. So somebody declare, I'm ready to be armored up. I'm ready to be armored up. Fathers, I'm ready to stand up and take my rightful place in the lives of my children. I'm ready to take my life rightful place in the lives of the community. I'm ready to be who God called me to be. So I'm putting on my breastplate of righteousness. Why? Because you got to get this. Verse number 18 said, according to their deeds, so will he repay. <sighs> he said, what? Wrath to his adversaries. Recompense to his enemies. The coastland, he will make recompense. And I'm just about done. See, our goal is a decisive victory. We got to stop being Christians that make this statement. No more coming out saying I barely made it. You know that has become a, a church cliche. I barely made it. If it had not been for the grace of God, I barely came out of this thing. I barely came out of this situation. I barely came out of this. No, because greater is he that's in me. I want decisive victories. I want the enemy on notice that when he comes up against this child of God, that there is Power that comes behind me. There is power and authority that walks before me. No, I'm not barely winning anymore. I'm taking full victory. I'm taking full authority. I'm calling it decisive victories right now. I'm speaking those things that are not as though they were. I'm standing on the word of God. I'm standing on his promises. I'm standing on his expectations of my life. And he never said that I barely came out. But he said, I came out. He said, I will. After all I've done, all I got to do is stand. If God be for me There's no one That can be against me Oh I'm ready to preach Right now If God be for me I dare somebody Declare That if God be for me The enemy Is not standing Against me The enemy Is just a step stool I'm making him My step stool I'm making him My foot stool The Bible says He'll prepare A table before me In the presence Of my enemy I'm gonna let you Sit down and watch me Eat of the goodness Of God For his goodness Is great His goodness Is everlasting His mercy is bountiful his blessing is ever showing his body his, his body was shed in blood for me why because when we see this scripture in second kings do not fear for those who are with us are more than those who are with them how uh, what, what are we seeing we're seeing eli Elisha at this place where I'm just about done right here. This place where a king had been trying to attack the children of Israel, was trying to take the kingdom. He kept on trying to attack, but every time he tried to attack, his plan was thwarted. There was a battle plan assigned for everything that the enemy tried to do. Who am I talking to right now? You've been stagnant and in this place so long Thinking that God did not have your battle plan already written out, thinking that God did not already know your name, and thinking that you were not coming out of this. But I'm here to declare to you that no matter what the enemy throws at you, no matter when the enemy comes at you, that the Spirit of God has raised up a standard for your life. And the Bible says that Elisha, his servant came to him because the, the, the king, the the, the false, the, 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 the representation of the enemy, the king. King had got wind of who was calling out their plans. The king had surrounded them. The king was standing there ready with his armies and his legions. But I'm telling you here to tell you what God said when Elisha stepped out because his servant came into the tent and said, Oh my, my master, oh, oh my Elisha, if you come out here right now, there are so many of them, they surrounded us. But can I tell you what faith looks like? Can I tell you you what the expectation of a father should be. That when you come out and you see the world standing up against your child, when you see all manners of evil coming against your kids, that when you walk out the door, that when you stand up, when you come out from amongst them that you step out and you look out and you say I don't, don't fear for those that are with us are more than those that are with them. Do I have a witness this morning that some things in your life has transpired and taken place but now is the time to declare that do not fear for those that are with us are more than those that are with them and when the eyes were opened to the servant he looked up and he looked around and he saw chariots of fire he saw legions of angels He saw that there were more from God than there could ever be from the enemy. Somebody needs to know right now that God is simply telling you that on this day right now, no matter what it looks like, no matter what you're going through, that there are more angels. There is more favor. There is more grace. There is more mercy. There is more honor in God's pinky finger than what the enemy has in his whole entourage. There is more kindness. There is more love. There is more dedication and if I can tell somebody right now that you're coming out of your situation because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world I dare you to begin to declare that for that father that hasn't been home God bring him home right now for that mother that thinks she's on her last whim God heal her right now for that person dealing with sickness God touch their body because there is more with us Oh somebody declare more with us more with us I dare you open up your mouth or uh, whether you're streaming from Facebook YouTube Twitter whatever you may be I dare somebody type that out right now there is more with us I dare you text somebody As a matter of fact let's be bold enough I dare you go ahead and text your hater right now and tell them there is more with me than there is with you I dare you tell somebody right now who've been counting you out in your life who has been calling you less than a child of God there is more with me than there is with them. I dare somebody who might be on their last bed who might be suffering from addiction you coming out of it right now why? because there is more with me than there is with them. there is more with me because I serve a God who has not lost the battle who has not lost the war matter of fact the war is already decided and he has already created a battle plan for you see the armor is not second Hand merchandise. Ah, they, it comes directly from the wardrobe of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Ah, the Bible says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Yeah, the enemy has his blacksmith. The enemy devises arrows. The enemy has all his tactics, but when you armor up with the full armor of God, when you sit down and you say, God, I devise my battle plan. My home is in turmoil. I need you to devise my battle plan. My relationships are going to hell. Redevise my battle plan. God, as long as I'm standing for you, you have full authority and full reign over my life. The enemy's trying to take away your marriage. The enemy's trying to take away your place in your kid's life. But I dare you fall down to your knees right now and say, God, I need to be clothed by you. God, I need you. God, I surrender it all to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalms 91. And it goes on to say, though a thousand may fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, it shall not come nigh me. I dare you to declare that. No matter who else is falling, it shall not come nigh me. It shall not come nigh me. Only with my eyes shall I see the reward of the wicked. I shall see the reward of the wicked. This Father's Day is a moment and an opportunity for your battle plan to be etched in stone. For your battle plan to be placed on the altar and said, God, I need you to do an analysis of my battle plan. Because I know my ways are not your ways And my thoughts are not your thoughts So right now I need you to survey My battle plan To make sure it lines up With your will To make sure it lines up With what your plan is For my life So God I'm surrendering my battle plans I'm surrendering my control to you Jesus said it best Take my yoke upon you For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The apostle Paul at the end of Ephesians said. Pray for me. So that I may be bold in what I speak. Pray for me. There is something in prayer. That shifts the atmosphere. There is something in prayer. There was a movie called War Room. There was a prayer closet. And when she went into that prayer closet, God began to reveal, where is your prayer closet? Where is your time separated with God? Fathers, where are your prayer closets? What are you doing with? Why are you in the place where you are? Because you haven't returned to your first love. Here, yeah, church is not just for the women. Relationship with God is not just for women The enemy has devised a way to say Oh let the wives go Let the mothers go Let the daughters go And you ain't gotta go You can stay home You can watch the game You can do all this other stuff Why do you need to serve a God? You are a God That's what the enemy will say You are a God you got all power you got all authority why do you submit yourself and I'll tell you this because you didn't create you there is one who said I gave of my son there's one who said I created you in my image and in my likeness see the problem is we have given our authority over We've given our rights over. And the word of God says, come unto me. Come unto me. I've known you. I created you. I created your assignment, your purpose. I gave you my son Jesus so that you can fulfill that purpose. But the enemy has distracted you. With his own battle plan. But my battle plan cannot be beaten. God said it cannot be beaten. So all across. All across your personal sanctuary. Wherever you are. In your homes. In your cars. At work. Wherever you may be right now. I'm asking to ask you to bow your heads. Fathers. This is especially for you. Father in the name of Jesus. As I come before you right now, God, I'm stepping into the gap for multiple fathers. Not because I'm so perfect, but by faith I believe, God, that you can have an encounter, that you can have a moment, that you can have a life with them. So much has been predicated upon them being providers, but God, you have been their provider and you have kept them to this place that they're at right now. But God, there needs to be more. More love, more understanding, more patience, more kindness. More emotional commitment from the men. So God, whoever's under the sound of my voice that has, has really lost the zeal For understanding you or who may not know who you are life has distorted them life has changed their perspective whether you're black whether you're white whether you're Hispanic whether you're Asian whatever nationality you are right now God I ask right now that you step into their household that you step into their mind that you step into their lives right now in the name of Jesus That you release from them bitterness from broken relationships. Bitterness from what their fathers may not have been to them. Bitterness from what they've been to their kids. Bitterness, God. I ask right now that you release them from the, the spirit of the strong man of bitterness. Anger, resentment, hurt. lack knowledge wisdom God right now touch them in a mighty way develop and grow them bring them to an understanding of who you are those men that have multiple children are multiple women my prayer for you right now is reconciliation with your children reconciliation with your seed no more excuses reconciliation in the name of Jesus God make the atmosphere conducive for reconciliation For those men that have been the offenders, break the spirit of guilt right now in the name of Jesus so that you can reconcile, reconcile with your kids, break the generational curse that's been established. Break the generational familiar spirit that has been established over your household. Break it right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we honor you, we worship you, and we magnify your name. God, there's deliverance taking place right now as I speak from every household. There's deliverance taking place right now every household. And children. I'm freeing you from the bondage. Of hurt. Freeing you from the bondage. Of neglect. Freeing you from the bondage. Of not feeling loved by a father. Freeing you from a bondage. That God never meant for you. I'm freeing you from that bondage right now. For the word declares. Whom the son sets free. Is truly free indeed so right now you're released from bondage you're released from hurt you're released from anger you're delivered you're set free and you are whole right now through the blood of jesus if you receive it right now somebody declare and give god our praise from wherever you are somebody declare i'm free somebody declare i'm free i'm free i'm free i'm free i'm Hallelujah. There are deposits being dropped right now in each house. Hallelujah. Deposit your anointing. Deposit your blood. Deposit your love. Deposit right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah here to declare that you're free right now hallelujah you're free you're free you're free you're free somebody needs to know you're free you're free you're free you're free free. know who that's for right now you're free speaking it you're free you don't have to be here you're free if you receive it you're free You're free. 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 Mm. You're free. Hallelujah. Things are getting ready to shift. Things are changing right now in your life. You're free. Mm. Hallelujah. And as we close our service on today. Hallelujah. This Father's Day 2020 is let this be a day like never before. Fathers, let this be a change in your life like never before. Let this be an awakening, a newness, a brand new opportunity like never before. That old you is gone. I'm calling him done. I'm calling that old man dead. behold you are a new creature you're a new creation in Christ Jesus so today as you release as you're released walk in your newness walk in your liberty walk in your favor and understand the plan the father's plan for your battle Put on that full armor of God. If there's anybody who needs personal prayer, visit our website at www.lccimd.org. We will answer your prayers. Also, if you need prayer and you need immediate prayer, you can text us. You can text us at the number below. You can text us at the number below. You can call or you can text us at that number below. We're not just here for a form, fashion, or show on the internet, but we're here to be liberty. The Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There's liberty. Liberty, God has given you liberty to be who he called you to be. Also on this evening and this morning, excuse me, this morning, if you see right now at the bottom of our screen, if you would like to sow into this ministry, I'm generally bad at doing the offering because I'd be so excited about the word. But if you If liberty is in any way impacted your life, empowered your life, we are getting ready to embark on some major things as a ministry. In the midst of the pandemic, in the midst of everything else that's going on right now, we're getting ready to embark on some major ministry goals. And we need the support of our partners. We need the support of our family. I need you to know that sowing into liberty, you're sowing into good soil. You're sowing. The Bible says to give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken, and shall men give into your bosoms. There is blessing in giving. And we're not just asking you to give to liberty so that we can just store it up. But so that liberty can be effective in the community. We have a lot of outreach stuff that our staff is putting on the table we're trying to feed homeless we're looking for our permanent location more news to come about that real soon but we're in a place where we're not just trying to have ministry in-house but we're taking ministry outside the house but we're thanking God for what he's doing with us right now Your ministry gifts are tax-deductible. A lot of people like to know that. They are tax-deductible. Once again, at the bottom of your screen, we have Cash App. You can give online on our website. You can text that number right there, which is our text number, our text-giving number. But we want to partner with you. And I'm not even just going to leave it at that. Bless you. We're not just going to leave it at that. We're looking for partners. We're looking for people to connect with us. We're looking for people who see or who want to see the vision of liberty. Or you even hear the vision of liberty each and every Sunday and you say, I want to be a part of that. What can I do to be a part of that? We're a family. We're a family of believers and we love God. And that's the sole purpose. Building relationships, not religion. (laughs) That's one of my little catchphrases I've been Saying that for almost 20 years, the ministry empowered to build relationships, not religion. So if you're looking for a place to call home, whether you're here in the area or whether you're somewhere else across the United States, across the world, and you want to connect yourself with Liberty Christian Church International, visit our website, send us a message, send us your email, your contact information. We're not bound by four walls. Amen. We're not bound by four walls. And as we close out, I'm going to tell you to go in peace. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But I'm also telling you this, to live on purpose, live for purpose, but most importantly, live in God's purpose. Have a wonderful day. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. God, we thank you for your your anointing. Now, God, after the word has been preached, let it be followed by signs, miracles, and wonders in the lives of the people that have heard, God. We thank you, God, for this time. We thank you for this moment of ministry, God. But let it not just stop here, God. But with the same heart that we came into worship, let us have the same heart to go out and serve. We thank you, God, in advance for what you're going to do. Now cover us as we go throughout our day-to-day. Let today be a special day for fathers. Let them enjoy this day. But let the fathership not just be today, but it carries on for the next 364 days of this year. And until we meet again, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think, according to the power that works in us, both now, the majesty, dominion, and power. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Have a blessed day. Go in peace. Enjoy your day. Love somebody. Text somebody's father that may not that may not hear from somebody, but tell somebody, Happy Father's Day. I love you with the